Welcome to the Mark Steri Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Steri, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Steri, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, and most other places you get your music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you've got an extra buck or two you'd mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also consider you helping get the word out on the street via social media, five-star rating interview in iTunes, and or tell a friend or two. Happy Thought of the Day is by John Lennon. Being honest may not get you a lot of friends, but it'll always get you the right ones. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 216. Please support this week's sponsors, ID Chrysler Pine City, the B-Dale Club, and Canine Inspired Change. Also, thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you on a sunny winter day here at my home in St. Paul, Minnesota. Hope everyone had a great and meaningful Thanksgiving weekend. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Friday, played a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota. Great to see Len and Linda again this week, cheering me on playing the funky jams. Saturday, played a solo show at Seven Brothers in Clayton, Wisconsin. Thanks Harley Davidson Andrew for braving the winter storm to get me and my gear to the gig in the new truck. Upcoming shows. Tuesday, December 3rd, 2019, I'll be playing a solo show at Volstead in Egan, Minnesota from 7 to 10 p.m. Wednesday, December 4th, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Friday, December 6th, I'll be playing a solo show at Ingredients in White Bear Lake, Minnesota from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Saturday, December 7th, I'll be playing a duo show at Commander Bar slash JJ's Pub in Breezy Point, Minnesota from 5 to 9 p.m. It's part one of two with the frontman of the legendary band, The Dweebs, Michael Blue. We talk gigging in Florida, picking songs for set lists, the famous Turtle Lake Fair storm that ended The Dweebs gig, and more. Enjoy the conversation. All right. Well, Michael Blue, a.k.a. Papa, welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. How you doing today there, Michael? I'm doing very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for doing this. It's uh, Winter's a little early here. We've just been catching up on our road travels, and you just got back from playing Green Bay? Yeah, we did uh, uh, the pregame tailgate party and uh, for the Carolina game uh, yesterday. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, that was our third time there this year, and uh, I tell you, that... The Green Bay, the the pregame parties are so much fun. Oh man, um, how do you go about getting that gig? Well, it was uh, quite a 
you know, quite a bit of, uh, you know, soliciting to, to get that first one. And uh, we've been playing the, the Tailgate Village uh, for, uh, I think, six, maybe seven years now. Okay. So once we got our foot in the door, then it, uh, it began to branch out considerably. Do you guys bring your own production down there? Uh, no. Uh, we have for uh, one of our shows, but uh, production is usually provided. Okay. That's quite the experience. So was, was it outside in the elements and all that stuff? Well, we've actually done two different venues there. Uh, we The Johnsonville Tailgate Village, which is right in the Green Bay Packer Lambeau Field parking lot, that's an actual building, and uh, so it's heated. And, of course, they've got all sorts of Johnsonville uh, uh, food there for sale, and it's pretty good, too. Okay. And uh, so that's an indoor uh, right in the parking lot with uh, uh, the Lambeau uh, with the stadium uh, behind us and, you know, on a glass wall. It's just really cool. And then um, uh, another uh, another venue we've played there is Anduzzi's, uh, which is uh, just down the street right on Holmgren Way. And, and that's outside in a tent, and they heat it. And uh, that's that's a party. Wow. Um, did you get to go to the game afterwards? Just head uh, back? No. Well, we always head back. We went, I don't want to deal with the traffic. So uh, we, we, we are leaving Green Bay before halftime, and it's a straight drive right out, right out of there. We're home in f- exactly four hours. Nice. And uh, uh, not dealing with any traffic. And we listened to the game. I got Sirius Radio in the car and the truck. So we nice. listened to the game there. The first thing my mother said to me after I made it home this week during the Thanksgiving weekend snow, sleet, rain, and ice storm was, aren't you glad you have a new Jeep to get around in? And I was like, are you kidding me? I don't know what I'd do without my black Jeep Cherokee I got from ID Chrysler, Pine City, Minnesota. With 250,000 miles, my old car was just too much for the poor thing to take. I found myself looking for my new dream ride at ID Chrysler, Pine City, and the staff couldn't have been more helpful with me choosing a vehicle and willing to work with my, as I call it, musician's credit score. Their philosophy is simple, time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out their inventory at idcdjr.com or take the beautiful drive up 35 to 715 Northbridge Court Northwest, Pine City, Minnesota, to visit them in person. Business hours are Monday through Thursday, 8 to 6 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 8 to 5 p.m., closed on Sundays. Check out ID Chrysler Pine City today and enjoy a safe winter season full of adventures and memories out on the open road in a new ride. There, we're home in f- exactly four hours. Nice, and uh, uh, not dealing with any traffic. And we listened to the game. I got Sirius Radio in the car and the truck, so we nice. listened to the game there. And then you just said you got back from a trip in Georgia. Yeah, we did a private party down in Georgia, and uh, they had seen us at a show down in Florida, and uh, hired us for a an engagement party because the father of the bride wasn't going to be able to be at the wedding. The wedding's going to be in Ohio, so they wanted to, he wanted to throw some sort of party for his family and friends and in and, and their area there. So we were about an hour east of Atlanta. Okay. And um, we drove down, took us 20 hours to get there, spent the night, uh, did the show the next day, and then drove right back home. Wow. So when you're playing, I know you play all over in the country, like you just said, from Georgia to Florida to Green Bay and stuff. Do you alter your set list up to accompany different areas of the country? 
not necessarily different areas of the country, but more so for the type of party and the uh, the age of the audience. Like if we do the South Dakota State Fair, it's a beer garden, it's 21 up, these people are there to party, and uh, so we pretty much bang, 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 the songs one went after the other, and uh, um, like at a private party, uh, like take the one in Georgia, for instance, it's it's a little slower pace, presentation. Most of the songs are the same. There might be a couple of different songs that are different, but okay. it's more so the presentation that changes up. You know, I'll, I'll tell a few more uh, family stories or something at a private setting and okay. uh, that kind of thing. That they're more of a listening audience there? Yeah, then? right. Okay. And you're driving down to all these things. Do you guys ever fly your stuff down there to save the trip or no? Uh, we've done some flying uh, um, for the most part. uh I usually drive the truck and the trailer to the show, and then we might fly some of the the band members back and forth because okay. they've all got uh, uh, little ones. And uh, if we're gone for like uh, two years ago, we were we were gone for forty five days. I was gone for forty five days in Florida. It was awesome, <laughs> <laughs> middle of February through uh, end of March. And uh, but you know, a couple of the guys I got uh, young ones, so being away from their kids that long was was uh, not really ideal. So we try to keep our tours uh, to 10 to 12 days. And so then we're back home and uh, I'll, or I'll fly the kids back home or whatever. Okay, so where do you play in Florida? Um, we've played all over. We did the Florida State Fair. We've done. Uh, we've got quite a foothold in uh, uh, Fort Myers Beach, uh, Fort Myers area. We've played uh, uh, Tampa many times, Sarasota, Sarasota. Uh, uh, St. Petersburg. Uh, uh, we've did uh, Key West. Wow. Uh, yeah. So it's all all around the anywhere we can find a gig, we we go. <laughs> oh yeah, I heard that. A lot of Minnesota snowbirds down in. Fort Myers. Well, what's really funny is um, while we're down there, we're we're running into people all the time. Well, yeah, I'm from Minnesota. Or I'm from Wisconsin or, or Ohio or all across the Midwest, and uh, um, and then we come back home, and I. I bet it's at least once, maybe twice every week at our show throughout the Midwest. Uh, there's uh, several people coming up to me saying, hey, we see you guys in Fort Myers Beach every year, you know. And it's like, oh, <laughs> well, obviously a snowbird. But and, but it, it's really cool. I mean, we hear it all the time. So it's like doing a, a Midwest show in, yeah. in Florida. So for most of us musicians up here, we're... The fall and winter comes through, so our gigs kind of go down a little bit because the outside options are are less and less. Is this your busy season in the middle of, middle of winter heading down to Florida? Well, we and that's one of the reasons why uh, we approached that uh, that market was because it's slower up here. Um, uh, the the nightclubs are uh, far and fewer between than they were, t- you know, 15 years ago, and. Uh, uh, the corporate parties are, are uh, they're coming back, and uh, we're doing uh, many more of those now than we were, you know, five years ago. But uh, we wanted to beef up our uh, our winter uh, program, and um, the the way to do that was to uh, get some southern southern festivals and events and these kind of things. Uh, we just became members of the IAFE International. Aff- International Association of Fairs and Expositions, and we're going to San Antonio to uh, their convention uh, the day after Thanksgiving. 
cool. Would you ever play overseas? Have you ever played overseas? I've never played overseas, and uh, I, I would. I've, I've played uh, in Canada many, many years ago, and uh, that's quite quite the experience, especially getting a, going across the border. Just because we're in a band, they automatically assume that, um, you know, well, we got drugs. So they ripped down our whole truck and pulled speakers out of the cabinets and, of course, didn't find anything and set us on our way. But it was a four-hour delay. Oh, man, that sucks. Do you remember your first gig in Florida? I do. It and was, it went over well. It's like okay, I yeah, can, it was a festival, go and uh, yeah, it was a festival. It was the uh, it was in Bradenton, Florida. It was called the uh, DeSoto Seafood Festival, and uh, we played there three three days consecutive days, and uh, it went over real well. And uh, it was actually my son Mike Jr. He went down there the year before that and said we need to be playing down there, and uh, so we hooked it up through some friends. That also hired us at the uh, Vulcan Victory Dance, St. Paul Winter Carnival. Oh yeah, they have their uh, uh, the the Vulcans and uh, their group, and they kind of got the same kind of uh, group uh, down there. Only the, they're the DeSotos. So, DeSotos. Yeah, and uh, so there again, there was an exchange back and forth of mutual friends from there, and they seen us in at the Vulcan Victory Dance, and that's how we really nailed that gig. So, like, Jimmy Buffett has, like, parrot heads that follow him around, and Grateful Dead has dead heads that follow them around. Do you have a nickname for your fans that follow the dweebs around? You know, I haven't really thought of that. Um, dweebies? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the dweebies. Well, we're again, we're here with Michael Blue here at uh, this recording studio outside of Somerset or New Richmond, Wisconsin. Yeah, I live in New Richmond. It's a New Richmond address. It's a uh, Somerset phone in the school district, but I live in the township of Star Prairie, so I'm just glad it's all the same time zone. Yeah, it is. Yes. <laughs> um, I haven't been down here in a million years. I was down here a number of years ago and recorded a Christmas record with Tom Cohen, one of my good friends from the Milltown area, who played a number of years with you in the Dweebs. We, we had him uh, performing with us just this last summer. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he came back, and uh, and it's always such a treat to uh, uh, share the stage with him. He's such a talent and a great guy. Great guy. One thing, Bloom, uh, he has perfect pitch vocally. yeah. yeah. So we, I have recordings of us doing this Simon and Garfunkel stuff at Hack's Pub in Milltown, right by his house. Right, and he's just nailing these harmonies. I mean, just perfect his ear. I don't. I think one of his ears doesn't even work. Yeah, it doesn't. He's got. Well, he's totally deaf in one ear. If you're walking beside him, he'll make sure that he's standing on the right side. Yeah. yeah otherwise, he can't hear you. Um, so yeah, so he just got a, a just a great harmony voice and a great yeah. piano player. He says the perfect pitch is actually. Uh, 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 sort of a negative thing for him because any tone he hears, he's got to identify what what note that is. Like he hears an anvil, he's going to tell you what note that is. <laughs> so any time he hears any kind of uh, anything that has anything to do with pitch, he identifies what note it is. Nice. <laughs> My life took an unexpected good turn when Copper the Wonder Golden and I became part of canine-inspired change. All the heartwarming and memorable experiences we've gained from doing therapy dog work can't be counted or put into words. Kind of on a lull the next few weeks for Copper and I working in the therapy dog world. But come the first week of January, we'll be back on multiple days a week, and we can't wait. 
but Copper is enjoying the fresh snow and vacation from work in the meantime. Canine Inspired Change is a nonprofit organization dedicated to giving vulnerable youth the social emotional tools they need to be active participants in their schools and their communities. Our work helps these remarkable young people transcend trauma, social struggles, and isolation by sparking meaningful connections with dogs, volunteers, and each other. If you are interested in giving back to the community with your dog or contributing to this worthwhile nonprofit organization, please look into Canine Inspired Change at canineinspiredchange.org. So I, I still sell that Christmas record on iTunes and made videos from it and sell it or whatever, play it all the time. Um, and we had a wonderful experience recording that down here. How long have you had this studio for? I mean, I, it looks professional. I built this in 95. Um, we moved in uh, November of 95. And uh, and I've always, you know, I, I had some extra money and I said to the wife, I said, uh, what would you, uh, should we get a cabin? I've always wanted a cabin on a lake. And uh, uh, I, at that time, we had been practicing in the basement and that was my studio. It was in the basement of the house. And she goes, no, we're not buying a cabin. You get, you build that studio and get that band the heck out of my house. So, so that's what we did. So instead of a cabin by a lake, you have a studio by the water slides. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What do you guys use this for, for like recording and all that kind of stuff? Well, we, for the most part, uh, it's just our own personal use. Um, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a great rehearsal studio. And... Uh, um, during the wintertime is, is uh, dear, when we do most of our rehearsing as the summer we're a little busier and uh, we'll, we work out our new material or choreography or our, our vocals or whatever. And uh, so it's, it's mostly uh, for personal use. We've had uh, some uh, other groups in here periodically over the years, but... Uh, uh, it's not like we're shopping for yeah. somebody to to be here to 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 try to you know do commerce. Yeah, yeah. Why I ask is that? Do you guys ever like do you record original music down here of your guys' own? Yeah, we have in in the past. Um, um, actually, I've recorded quite a bit of original stuff, but uh, um, and same as uh, the band and uh, uh, Benjamin and Mike and Claire, we've uh, recorded a lot of original stuff, and we tried to force feed it to our audience, and we just discovered that they really don't want to hear that. Was <laughs> yeah, you know, I guess our songs suck, so. <laughs> Well, it's probably the familiarity of those yeah, other songs. Yeah, it is. And that's what, they're, that's what they're looking for when they come out to see our shows. Uh, they're looking for songs they know and recognize. And, yeah. And uh, as soon as we start the song, they recognize the, the signature lick. And, oh, oh, I want to dance to this one. <laughs> this is my favorite. You know? So what does, a, what does it take to get a song in your set list? Like, how do you guys evaluate what new songs... To put well, in, we've always kind of got our eyes open um, as, uh, uh, when we're when we're out in public and we see other DJs or other bands, uh, and uh, and we gauge it off the response that the audience is giving that song, um, and uh, um, and it really is about the the a lot of it is about the opening signature lick, and uh, like one time we were at a club years ago and. Uh, there's a sign in the uh, in the sound booth that said no band is allowed to play. Uh, you got the you have the right to fight uh, by the Beastie Boys. Yeah, yeah. Fight for your right to party or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Chicken. 
And I'm thinking, well, why can't you play this? And so I asked the sound manager, why, why can't the bands play this song? And he says, because it gets the audience too, too pumped up. And I'm like, well, well, all right, we're learning it. <laughs> so the next time we played that venue, I pulled it out, not even remembering that, oh, yeah, this is banned from this room. And... Uh, we're in the middle of the song, and I got the club owner waving his hands at me. Hey, hey, stop, stop. He stops the show, and he goes, no band's supposed to play this. It's in the contract. I go, well, I go, it's not in the contract, but uh, if you don't want us to play it, we won't play it. Wow. <laughs> and I heard a guy in the audience go, looks like the band has to fight for the right to play the song. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know of any other trigger songs that get an audience just in a frenzy? Um... Well, you know, it's getting kind of old hat now, but don't stop believing and, you know. Yeah. Eight, six, seven years ago, as soon as you started that, um, I noticed. Uh, why is there? Why was there such a resurgence in that song in the I last know. ten years? It didn't really have the main effect when the song came out. I don't think. Not that I know of. Yeah, re me neither. But uh, um, it must have got uh, considerable airplay or something. Um, a lot of times too, we'll notice uh, uh, songs that are being used in uh, commercials on TV. Um, uh, those become pounded into the audience so now when they hear it they're like oh yeah okay you know so we we play a lot of those as well what are some current songs you guys are debating on learning this winter you know you're talking to the wrong guy i listen to talk radio <laughs> yeah, we just talked about common man yeah i uh i bring uh i bring the old classic stuff and uh, uh i don't know maybe 10 12 years ago i said to the kids i go hey uh Whole lot of love by Led Zeppelin. I go. I used to play this. It used to go over real big. Let's try it. And uh, so we learned it and uh, performed it, and, and it goes over real good. So. I bring the older classic stuff. Okay. Does the puck stop with you, though? Like, if they say they want to do some modern, crazy song, you're like, no way, we're not doing this. Uh, you know, I pretty much give uh, give the kids a, a free hand in it, and uh, I'm, I'm willing to try anything because I know that I'm out of touch. Um, like, I wouldn't have... Uh, we're doing uh, the Backstreet Boys, uh, doing two of the songs, and I couldn't even tell you the names of them. <laughs> But but we're doing them, and those would have not been ones that I would have chose. But um, we start the songs, and I look out in the audience, and there's everybody singing along. So it's like, okay, they they made the right call here, you know? Yeah. I want to tell you all about one of my favorite bars in the Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota area. The B-Dale Club, located on the corner of County Road B, and Dale's motto is, a place for family, a place for friends, a place for fun. And that is the truth. The food at T-Bird's Cafe and Takeaway is always magnificent. 
I happened to have Thanksgiving Eve off this year. So I went down to the old B-Dale Club to hear blues band play. Before you know it, I was up on stage jamming with them on some old Jimmy Reed and having a blast. Also super anxious for the podcast recording there this Thursday. Rob, Natalie, Shelley, and the entire bar staff are all state-of-the-art cocktail wizards. I've been told that it's being talked about on these podcast ads, the Waller's Woodhill Cocktails are selling like hotcakes, karaoke, live music, pool table, pull tabs, bingo nights, bocce ball tournaments, and much, much more. B-Dale's got it all. Stop by for a cold one soon. So one thing we were talking about when I first got here is always, as a traveling musician, is always being concerned with, like, the weather, the roads, and things like that. And I've been coming to see you guys since I was a young kid. And we'll get into the next episode. We'll talk about, like, your career and how you started and all that kind of stuff. But a, a distinct dweebs memory I have is I'm originally from Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. This is probably 20 years ago, and there was like a tornado the that big came storm. Yes. Oh, we still talk about that. Do you really? Oh yeah. Because my friends yeah. and I, we were helping you guys haul your gear out during the storm, yeah. and my good good friend broke his ankle doing it. Oh yeah. You know we're we're playing our show, and we and we want to try to get the whole show in, and. The during the whole show, there was a huge wall cloud just to the north. It was just like on the north side of Highway 8. We're on the south side of Highway 8. And the cloud just hung there. I keep looking up and waiting for this to come. And it just it stayed there. And we had about 20 minutes, maybe a half hour left of our show, and that was it. And all of a sudden, the wind started picking up, and the rain, the coldest rain I think I've ever felt. And I remember my son, Mike Jr., he was, I think, on the crew at that time. He's got a hold of a rope that's hanging on to the tarp that was over the that, the awning for the stage, and it's picking him up. Yes. And, and I'm like, let go, let go. And uh, yeah, there was it was just uh, it was a free for all at that point. Uh, try to get the gear protected and try to try to get out of that mess because that was that was something. Yes, have you? Had... I think that was the last time we played there too. Yeah, yeah. Because we played there a few fairs after that, and then they built a metal stage. So of that course wouldn't they happen. did. It just, <laughs> I think it was just tarps and stuff over you guys. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, have you had had any other crazy weather stories like that? Um, you know, there's, uh, we've been pretty lucky. There was, I remember one year, maybe six, seven years ago, I think we got rained out like five, six times in a summer, which is a lot. We're only doing, uh, you know, a dozen shows a month and, you know, so that was, uh, that was quite a lot. And the last couple of years we've been pretty lucky. I don't think that we've ever, I don't think we were rained out at all last summer. And, uh, um, so now it's the the winter time is you know we're five six hours away from home, and uh, it might be nice where we're at right now. But where we're going is they just got dumped with ten inches of snow. I remember coming back uh, from a show last winter, and uh, as we're driving, it just started coming down, and uh, we I think we're down in the Lacrosse area after already driving for a couple hours, and uh, now all of a sudden we're in 10 inches of snow, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm on my phone looking for lodging. I go, this is stupid, this is stupid. Yeah. But, uh, of course, there was no place available, so we just got out, put the truck into four-wheel drive, and plow it home. And I told the car, follow me, stay in my tracks. <laughs> Jeepers. 
That's something else. Um, well, thank you, Michael Blue, for being on the Mark Stary Music Podcast. Mind doing one more episode and talking about your career and stuff I'd like that? I'd love to. Thank Is you. there any song you'd like? I always play a song at the end. I can either do like one of your live song versions of something. Okay. Or is there an original song you want me to play if somebody's You know, um, um, we've got a couple of uh, recordings that uh, we've got uh, probably Old Darling by the Beatles or uh, Slow Ride okay. uh, by Foghat. Play one of those in yeah. this episode, another one on a different episode? I like it. All right, sounds good. Thank you, Michael Blue. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. Again, please support this week's sponsors, ID Chrysler Pine City, The B-Dale Club, and K9 Inspired Change. This is also a listener-supported podcast. So if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go some fun. Till next time.